0: It's great to be with you. I was looking back over the past year, and I was thinking there's different moments where it just became clear that something big is happening in our world. One of those moments for me came on a Thursday night in March when my wife went shopping at Winco, and prior to that night, she had already started stocking up on supplies, and there was a weekend that we were away from Portland. We heard that Costco was running out of toilet paper, and so she ordered a supply online, But the situation seemed to be getting worse. My kids were flying into town. We wanted to have some dry beans on hand in case they got hungry. Anyway, Aviola went down to Winco, and then suddenly I see my cell phone ringing. Get down here, she's saying to me. It's not her usual response to a shopping trip. She was pretty much in full panic mode. And once I got down to Winco, I, I understood why. I'd never in my life seen an empty toilet paper shelf in a supermarket. I was petrified. I immediately called home and told the kids to start collecting leaves. Anyway, there was an overall feeling that was just beginning to pervade, and it's a feeling of panic, I think, and scarcity that can can grip us in, in difficult times, and it's just something that I, I've seen has, has has arisen. But there's also moments where the panic dissipates. In fact, on that Thursday night at Winco, I bumped into my my neighbor Rabbi Schneer Wilhelm, and he greeted me very warmly amidst all the craziness and throngs of people looking for their groceries. It felt like he just had all the time in the world to talk with me. And then once Aviel and I made it through the long checkout line, I walked outside into the parking lot, and I bumped into a congregant, and she told me that she was going to be going to different stores in the area, looking for different supplies, could I use anything? And it was just these extra moments that some people took to care that really stood out to me. And during these past months, I think we've all come to the realization that we're living in an epic. It's a, it's a time that has the potential to bring people to different places. Sometimes people feel rushed, stingy, and exacting, like when the fellow shoppers at, uh, at the supermarket just insist that I push my cart in the direction of the arrows going down the aisle. On the other hand, sometimes people feel warm and generous and almost even human. Finding the path to move from frantic stinginess to open-hearted generosity is critical. As David HaMelech, King David, says, The righteous person is generous and gives all day long. There's no question that we want to live our lives in a mode of generosity versus stinginess. And as we enter the Chag of Sukkot, we are seeking the blessing of life. We want Hashem to give life. And we should be giving of our lives. But it's hard to give so much when you feel very pressed. How can we pivot in this time to a mode of giving? In today's podcast, let's look at how to be giving. That actually might just be the meaning of our times. Now, for starters, I think we need to try to recognize the abundance that we do have in our lives. When we see the good storehouse that God has given us, we can start to open up. Abundance thinking enables us to embrace the Jewish quality of generosity in Lev. What does it mean to be generous? What is truly different about the generous person? Shlomo Melech, King Solomon, offers us an important teaching in the 19th chapter of Mishle. It says as follows, Rabbi yichalu Pene nadiv. Many seek out the face of the generous person v'chol ha matan. And all befriend the giving person. Now let's take a few moments to delve deeper into this verse. Shlomo writes that all befriend the giving person. It sounds from this verse like any person, even if they're not needy, even if they're wealthy, are seeking out the generous. But is that really true? Why would a person who has it all seek out the giver? He's got everything he needs. And the Maharal of Prague explains that Shlomo was quite specific and insisting that all people seek out the generous. Because you see, when a person is giving or generous, all people want to connect with that person. The fact that you are not physically lacking is immaterial. Why? Because the generous person is a figure who is connected to life. So much so that they want to bestow life in many ways. They give of their time, their money, their love, their talents. Other people in turn, regardless of what they have or don't have, are attracted to the giving person just because of the very fact that they are giving. Rav Ari Levin was a poor rabbi in Yerushalayim who was extremely giving to all people, the sick, the mentally ill, the incarcerated. It was said that every Meshuggah in Jerusalem could be found in his apartment. He loved people unconditionally, and he was constantly giving. It was also well known that people wanted to be close to him, secular, religious, prominent, simple, Why were people so attracted to him? The simple answer is that he was a giving person. Many people seek out the face of the generous person and all befriend the giving person, as Shlomo says. People want to be connected to those who give of life regardless of whether you personally need something. In the words of the Maharal, people connect with and love the giver. They want to be connected with the giver because the giver is good. Generosity is a trait that builds people. It's also a trait, uh, it's a trait that really builds a, a place for God in our lives. The Torah says that we were commanded to build a mishkan, a dwelling place for God's presence. But how was it that the Jewish people were able to build the sanctuary? And we know that in the last Parshiot of Sefer Shmos, the Torah keeps coming back to a very consistent theme. The gifts for the Mishkan were brought by all those whose heart motivated them. Kol Asher Yedvenalibo. Rashi and Truma takes the time to define this term: generous of heart. What is what is a what is generous of heart? Rashi says, LaShon Ratzon Tov. It's an expression of goodwill. Generosity comes from a, a goodwill, an inner good desire, a yearning to see something positive come about in the world. Now, on the other hand, a natural human pitfall is when we're makbid and medaktik, when we're particular and strict about our money, our possessions, time, or other valuables. But to create a a mishkan, we we need something else. We need to have that generosity that just comes from this inner goodwill. And that goodwill was really deep within the Jewish people. In fact, they brought gifts to the Mishkan to the point that there was an overabundance. The, the Torah describes that Moshe commanded that they proclaim throughout the Machane, the camp, saying, "Man and woman shall do no more work towards the giving of the sanctuary." And the Torah continues, "Vichaleha am havi." The people were restrained from bringing hoter and there was actually extra. There was they, they they ended up bringing too much, and so the generous spirit that was within the Jewish people, was really the way, it was kind of the vehicle through which we were able to build a Mishkan amongst Israel. And this generosity is really a defining attribute of the Jewish people. There's actually a a verse in the 7th chapter of Shir Hashirim, where Israel, the Jewish people, are called Bat Nadiv, the daughter of a noble or generous one. Who is this Nadiv that we are the daughter of? The Gemara explains that Israel is the daughter of Avram Avinu, and it says in the the forty eighth, or I should say the forty seventh chapter of, Te, of Tehillim. It's actually the chapter that we read right before the blowing of shofar. It says, "Nediveh amim, nobles or, or or generous ones of the nations, are gathered with the nation of the God of Abraham." But the the Gemara persists. Why should Avraham specifically be called a noble? Or a generous one, as opposed to the other patriarchs, and the Gemara responds that Avram specifically is called generous because he is the forerunner of all converts. Rashi adds that Avram was called generous because his heart motivated him to recognize his Creator, and likewise, the converts who came after him are referred to as Nadive Amim, the generous ones of the nations. So Avram is called generous because he was the start of generosity. He was the person whose heart motivated him to connect to God, to do good for others, to cause other people to connect with Hashem. And at the heart of all of his good work was this generous spirit. So generosity wasn't just a a way that he interacted with guests to give them food. Avram's heart motivated him. He clung to Hashem, the source of all life. And by virtue of that, he wanted to be generous with other people, giving them life. And those people, in turn, clung to Avraham and to Hashem. And so, seeking God, clinging to Hashem, is really, it's a path of personal spirituality. And from his own personal spiritual quest, he ended up giving to other people, both physically and spiritually. And and the truth is that there are Avrahams in every generation There's a a great story in the the early 20th century. Yaakov Yisrael Herman came to America without parents as a young boy, and he he lived with his American cousins, and they worked him hard, and they they changed his wages multiple times. And the situation just became intolerable, and he left his home as a a 13-year-old kid, and he he went out on his own, and, and eventually he got a job and established himself. But on the first Friday night that he was out on his own at the age of 13, he spent Shabbos outside on a park bench by himself. And in his bitterness, he swore that he would never let a lonely person go without a Shabbos meal. As he grew up, he eventually got a job and even developed his own business. He became a a major activist fighting for the advancement of mitzvah observance. But his generosity was legendary. His daughter writes that each Shabbos he searched for guests. And the idea that someone would be alone would just paint him until the day of his death. And he generally did well in business. But there were also times that he was hit hard, like during the Depression. And even in those days, he insisted that the family host guests. He was a real Avraham in his times. On a simple level, we might view generosity as simply being giving of our resources. But it actually goes deeper in our heart, we have a generous point where we are motivated with a good will to get close to Hashem. And that will causes us to serve God and want to be like God, giving of life just like Hashem is giving of life. And when we do our role, giving generously, then other people around us are inspired and they grow closer to Hashem and they become more giving of life. You know, we're looking back in this past year, people People tend to say that 5780 was a bad year, and there's no question that it was extremely challenging. And there were true curses from thousands of deaths per day to economic ruin for so many people. And it's Nothing to say of the death of George Floyd, racial injustice, as well as the misguided riots here and the destructive fires here in Oregon. And yet there's also redemption in this year. In this epic, God called out not to one religion or one nation, but to all of humanity. We're called upon to see our abundance in times of scarcity and to discover our inner will to, to be giving and to be generous. Generosity is a blessing and it's a it's a spirit of, of abundance that all people, Jewish or not, can grow with. How can we bring generosity and abundance to the world? The Mishnah actually teaches us that Shammai says we should greet kol Adam. we should greet every person, Besaver panimiafos with a cheerful countenance. You know, it's hard to be cheerful when you're at Winco and the toilet paper shelf is empty. It's hard to be kind and patient with your coworker when you just lost a client. And yet we do have abundance, and, and even our own presence can also be a comforting gift for other people. So every time you see a person, let's go towards them with a generous spirit. Who knows what goodness we can bring to the world? The next time you greet someone, when you feel pressed and limited, remember the words of Shlomo HaMelech. Many seek out the face of the generous person and all befriend the giving person. The generous are needed by all people. And so in this time of frailty and challenge, the generous are needed even more. In fact, that just might be the meaning of these times that we're living in. Many seek out the face of the generous and all befriend the giving. That's our calling. Become the giving person.